The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Leslie Marshall. I am Mark Rivaldi, Leslie Marshall's executive producer. And as you heard Leslie in the last hour, unfortunately, she had some personal business to attend to. Her uh, son uh, has fallen ill, is having a stomach bug. So uh, she's got to be a good mom and go get him. So I am going to pinch hit for Leslie, as our guest Brad Bannon likes to call it. Uh, Brad has been kind enough to also join us uh, with very little notice. Brad, thank you so much for coming on with short notice. Always a pleasure, Mark. And uh, what we're going to talk about this hour is probably what... By the way, I'd only do it for another Syracuse University grad. Oh, I appreciate it, Brad. I, you know, that, that we have that connection forever. I love it. Um, now, we're going to be talking about the USA Patriot Act, which... Uh, the most controversial uh, provisions of it expired last night, actually a, a little bit before 8 p.m. Um, they were trying to have it done in advance of uh, midnight military time, and they were supposed to wind it down by 8, and I understand they wound it down at about quarter to 8. Um, what does that mean? How does that affect our security? And what's coming up in uh, Congress and the Senate? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about this hour with Brad Bannon, Democratic political strategist, and myself, Mark Grimaldi, uh, Leslie's executive executive producer. So if you'd like to get in on the action and talk about the expiration of the Patriot Act or the upcoming USA Freedom Act, which it looks like is going to be passed and probably put into law pretty soon, I would say in the next two weeks, you can give us a call at 888-653-7543. That's 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. But I think, Brad, where we should start uh, is we're going to play a little audio from Rand Paul, since he seems to be right in the thick of this and right in uh, opposition of a lot of his own party. So here is Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky talking yesterday uh, in the bowels of the Senate against the USA Patriot Act, which expired last night, parts of it. over the Bill of Rights. This is a debate over the Fourth Amendment. This is a debate over your right to be left alone. Justice Brandeis said that the right to be left alone is the most cherished of rights. The right to be left alone is the most prized to civilized men. Let us be clear, we are here tonight because the president continues to conduct an illegal program. The president has been rebuked by the court. The president has been told in no in explicit terms, the president has been told that the program he is conducting is illegal. Now, the president opines on television. The president wants to blame it. He says, anybody but me. But you know what? The president started this program without congressional permission. Even the authors of the Patriot Act say that the Patriot Act in no way 
gives authority to the president to collect all of your phone records all of the time. If there ever was a general warrant, if there ever was a generalized collection of information from people to which there is no suspicion, this is it. We are not collecting the information of spies. We are not collecting the information of terrorists. We are collecting all American citizens' records all of the time. This is what we fought the revolution over. Are we going to so blithely give up our freedom? Are we going to so blithely go along and just say, take it? Well, I'm not going to take it anymore. I don't think the American people are going to take it anymore. Eighty percent of those under 40 say we've gone too far. That this whole collection of all of our records all the time is too much. The court has said, how can records be relevant to an investigation that hasn't started? The court has said that even under these lower standards, even under these standards of saying that it would be relevant, that all of the stuff they are collecting is precisely irrelevant. Now people say, well, they're not looking at it. They're not listening to it. It's the tip of the iceberg what we're talking about here. And realize that they were dishonest about the program until we caught them. They kept saying over and over again, we're not doing this. We're not collecting your records. And they were. The head of the intelligence agency lied to the American people, and he still works here. We should be upset. We should be marching in the streets and saying, he's got to go. We can't allow this. We can't allow the rule of law to be so trod upon that we live in an arbitrary governmental world where they collect anything they want, anytime they want. This is the tip of the iceberg. They're collecting records through executive order. They're collecting records through Section 702. People say, how will we protect ourselves without these programs? What about using the Constitution? What about using judicial warrants? The Sonarif boy, the Boston bomber, they say, how will we look at his phone records? Get a warrant. Put his name on it. You can get a warrant. There's no reason in the world the guy had already bombed us. You think anybody was going to turn down a warrant? We should have gotten a warrant before. Get warrants on people we have suspicion on. The Simpson guy that was shot in Garland, he had already been arrested. We had suspicion. Let's hire a thousand more FBI agents. Let's hire people to do the investigation and quit wasting time on innocent American people. Let's be very clear while we're here. President Obama set this program up. The President Obama who once was against the Patriot Act. The President Obama who once said, you know what, we should have judges write warrant. The President Obama who once believed in the Fourth Amendment is the president now scooping up all your records illegally. And then he feigns concern and says, oh, we need to pass this new bill. He could stop it now. Why won't someone ask the president, why do you continue? Why won't you stop this program now? The president has every ability to do it. We have every ability to keep our nation's name. And I intend on protecting the Constitution.
So that was Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Brad, I think a little misguided only going after President Obama, it seems. Uh, definitely some political posturing there, considering the Patriot Act was started under the Bush administration and President Obama has pushed for reforms with the USA Freedom Act. But besides that, you know, I think you hear Rand Paul saying a lot of things that you don't necessarily hear other Republicans uh, making these points. Uh, no, Mark, you're right. I mean, he's the only Republican, well, except maybe there are a few Republican senators, uh, but not very many. What's happened here is you have a coalition of liberal Democrats and uh, conser- very conservative Republicans uh, who both of them, both groups, feel this is an infringement on personal liberties and privacy. And I never thought I'd say that, but I agree with Rand Paul 100%. He's absolutely right about this. Uh, you know, the argument of, you know, for keeping uh, Section 215, which is the controversial section, is that it helps, uh, it's good for American national security. And when I hear that, I'm always remember, uh, think of uh, what Benjamin Franklin once said, which was, uh, people who trade liberty for security deserve neither. Uh, and I think it about sums it up. And, you know, this is, I think, it is, it, to me, this, the, the megadata program is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment provision against unreasonable search and seizure. Uh, under the megadata, now the difference is... Under I think you metadata, mean metadata, it's M-E-T-A-D-A-T-A, yeah. metadata. But yeah, the, the metadata, which is the bulk collection, essentially. Yeah. Now, essentially, the way the Section 215 works, I like to call it the Edmund Snowden proviso, uh, is that the FBI needs a search warrant, or the National Security Agency or anybody needs a search warrant to listen to actual conversations. But... The uh, Section 215 allows national security agencies to collect bulk data uh, on emails, phone calls. So, for instance, they know uh, if you've called uh, a person, uh, you know, in Saudi Arabia, you're going to set off a, a national security flag. Uh, if you uh, make a call to someone in Saudi Arabia uh, and uh, you're online or talking to you uh, for an hour and a half, uh, probably an FBI agent's going to show up on your doorstep. Uh, but, you know, again, I agree with Senator Paul on this, you know, my answer to the uh, people who uh, want to keep the metadata program is exactly what Rand Paul said. If you want to monitor someone's communications, do what every other law enforcement agency does, get a search warrant. That's clearly what it says in the Fourth Amendment you have to do. And, you know, I think the other interesting part... uh you know, we're going to start off essentially talking about what expired, just so people kind of know the direction that we're going to take in this hour. Then we're going to actually talk about the, 
uh, politics of kind of what happened yesterday because there was some uh, very interesting debate going on. If you weren't watching C-SPAN 2 yesterday, you were missing out on some uh, basically heavyweight fights uh, politically between the Republican senators. And then finally, we're going to talk about where it's heading with the USA Freedom Act. So if you'd like to join political strategist Brad Bannon and myself, Mark Grimaldi, if you want to get your thoughts heard on the USA Patriot Act provisions that expired yesterday, also where you think the program should head, how can we balance both our security and our privacy going forward, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a ring at 888-653-7543. That's 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on The Leslie Marshall Show. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon joining you. We're discussing the USA Patriot Act provisions that expired last night, the USA Freedom Act, which is likely to replace it, and also kind of the political goings-on that led to this happening yesterday evening. Um, Brad, what we're going to do now is I'm going to give just a little bit of background regarding the USA Freedom Act so people uh, who aren't familiar with it understand what this bill that has already passed the House um, would do, and then they can decide whether or not they'd be for it. Um, This is uh, from Politico, and I thought uh, this is Alex Byers from uh, yesterday evening at about 6.30. He did a good job explaining how the USA Freedom Act differs from the USA Patriot Act. I'm just going to read a a small section of this. Okay. Uh, The USA Freedom Act would put new constraints on how the government could obtain records under the Patriot Act and other national security laws. Instead of obtaining massive troves of data in bulk, which you just discussed, Brad, the metadata, the NSA could only ask companies for data on a specific entity like a person, account, or device, and the government would have to show that the individual is associated with a foreign power or terrorist group. Some argue that the bill would still allow the government to acquire data on a somewhat large scale, perhaps perhaps thousands at a time, but supporters of the bill maintain it would shut down the massive phone records and quash any similar programs. Separately, the USA Freedom Act would require the intelligence community to be more transparent about how much data it's collecting and allow private companies, especially the technology sector, to be more open about how often they turn over information to the feds. It would create a new opportunity for civil liberty defenders to lobby the secretive FISA court and force the government to declassify major new opinions from FISC judges. The measure would also change the law to allow surveillance to continue on terrorism suspects after they enter the U.S., and the bill would extend two other parts of the Patriot Act Set to or that expired uh, last night. Lone wolf provisions designed to target terrorist acts uh, acting individually, and roving wiretap provisions that surveillance uh, suspects that follow surveillance suspects even if they frequently change communications devices. So the last two I don't think are very controversial. Most people support them. The big one is how you would revise the metadata program. So we'd like to hear from you, uh, the callers, uh, to see if you agree with the USA Freedom Act, if you think this is a good replacement to the USA Patriot Act. And we do have uh, a caller on the line who likes to call the show and uh, give his opinion. You've probably heard him before, and uh, he's familiar with Brad as well. Uh, Michael from the Bronx. 
Bronx. Michael, thanks for calling in. Uh, can you just give us your thoughts on the parts of the USA Patriot Act that expired last night and whether or not you'd like to see the USA Freedom Act passed or you just kind of want everything rolled back? It's a lot, I have to say, regarding the USA Patriot Act and what a lot of people are forgetting about that. And the thing is that the USA Patriot Act, to me, was nothing but a sham. And the reason I say that is because it was created by Bush and Cheney while they were in office after 9-11 and after they were exposed that they knew about 9-11 because in, by way of the 8-6-2011 PDB presidential daily briefing, for those who don't know those initials, that warned the Laden determined to commit a terrorist attack to the use of commercial airlines. Didn't specify which state, but Mr. Bush and Mr. Cheney kept this info from the American people and allowed 9-11 to happen. Um, and the thing is, is that that was gross negligence right there. But we also heard thereafter that a couple of whistleblowers that not only stated that the Bush administration knew about 9-11 before it actually happened, but also had a planning to invade Iraq well before 9-11. And Mr. Bush had um, stated before, in regards to where's Bin Laden, oh, I don't know where he is. I don't know. I don't even spend much time thinking about it, but kept making a case about invading Iraq and also stated that anybody that questions him or Cheney or the administration or criticize them is unpatriotic. They're considered enemy combatants. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's either you're with us or against us for this, you know, manipulation stuff. And they, and the thing that they use for 9-11, quite frankly, um, not just racial profiling, but also retaliation against the critics. One prime example was, um, Valerie Plain, who former CIA agent, and other people that were retaliated against because they criticized the Bush administration. It's so appalling. Michael, we're gonna we're we're running to a break, so um, I, I know how you over? feel about the Patriot. Yeah, we're gonna hold you over. I know how you feel about the Patriot Act, and I think Brad and I are uh, reminiscing about the bad old days with you. You bring up a lot of good points that happened under the Bush administration that I think a lot of people didn't necessarily forget about. But that is the time, that is the political environment we were living in when the USA Patriot Act was created. Um, so this, this program has been going on for some time. And to be fair, President Obama has uh, extended it. Um, he now says after you know what Edward Snowden revealed, that he had his review board take a look at it and you know feels that it needs to be revised. And is it, I give him credit, is in support of revising it under the USA Freedom Act. Um, so I don't think you can really lump him in with President, uh, former President Bush and say they believe the exact same thing on this. Some have, like Rand Paul. Um, but most importantly, where do you think we head going forward? How do we balance security and privacy? Let us know at 888-6LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi, Leslie's executive producer, filling in for Leslie. Uh, unfortunately, she had to take care of some family business. She had a sick child she had to pick up from school. 
So we've got Leslie's back and our good friend, speaking of having our backs, Brad Bannon. What a guy. Came on with about five minutes notice, and I knew to have uh, our assistant producer, Andrew, call Brad because there's nobody I know uh, who reads the paper and keeps up uh, with the news better than Brad Bannon. So I just didn't even I didn't even wonder if Brad would be up on this. Brad, uh, Brad knows his stuff, so thanks again for joining us, Brad. I appreciate it. Anytime. You know, I should point out there's one more key difference between the Senate and House bill. Absolutely. Uh, The uh, Senate bill, which the president supports, uh, would keep, allow the uh, National Security Agency to collect and keep the data. Uh, Under the House bill, uh, the uh, National uh, Security Agency could look at the data, but it would it would be retained uh, by the telephone companies. Uh, so there is a big difference, and uh, the Senate bill essentially gives the National Security Agency control of the data once they use it, and the House bill uh, basically says they can't have it after they use it. Now, to clarify, it that would be data that they would have to get a warrant to get, or they would already be getting the data? No, that that's the whole problem with this thing. They don't need it. The National Security Agency, the FBI, doesn't need a search warrant to get this metadata. They can just order. What happens now is they say, well, we'd like to, they just call or email the phone companies and say, uh, we want this data. So and data there's on no a specific, search warrant involved. It would and be data on problem. a specific person or organization? I guess no. what I'm... Okay. Uh, no, there's, they can say, you know, just give us whatever we want to give us. So, and so, Brad, is your understanding that's clearly a violation of the equal protect uh, the uh, search and seizure, which says quite clearly uh, you need a search warrant. So, your understanding is what does the freedom? Because based on that piece I read from Politico, it didn't seem that way. But your understanding is is what would the Freedom Act, the USA Freedom Act, change about Section two fifteen of the Patriot Act? The House bill? The House bill, yes. Yeah, okay. The House bill has more limitations on the security agencies than the Senate bill. Uh, and among them, uh, basically, the under the uh, House bill, the, the, the telecommunications companies would keep control of the data. I mean, the FBI could use it, but they can't control it, uh, whereas in the Senate bill, uh, the CIA or the National Security Agency or whatever uh, basically uh, gets to retain the data and use it however it wants. And the critics of the Patriot Act think that's a big mistake. And I do, too. And I think, honestly, I mean, this is a confusing issue because you have, first of all, the Patriot Act provision. That's the other thing. It wasn't that the whole Patriot Act expired last night. Three major provisions of it expired. So we talked about that. Then we know basically some. it's going to be replaced with something. I mean, it's either going to be the House version or an amended version of the House version. But It will probably be the House version. I think it will, too, guess. because the House has said, don't tack on amendments or right. we're not going to pass this. And in order for the Senate to vote on it, they cannot amend the House bill. That's what the House is saying. So that brings us to what you and I were just discussing. And what I'm trying to understand, and I think our audience is trying to understand, is the data that the NSA, let's say, let's give an example, okay? Say the USA Freedom Act in the House passes, okay? And the NSA decides, okay, we want to get data on, let's say, 
you know, John Smith in Arizona because we think he's, you know, talking to ISIS. They would then go to the phone company and just say, give this to us, and the phone company would already have it versus... Now, that's my understanding on now, whereas now the NSA wouldn't even have to go to the phone company like when they had the Patriot Act because they already had all of it. Is that the difference? No, no. I mean, essentially, the, te- the telecommunication companies have all the data uh, under the present system. Uh, that just expired. Yeah, that just expired. Uh, these, uh, the NSA could just go directly to the telecommunication companies and say, I want to see the phone records of anybody who's called uh, a number in the Middle East uh, in the last three years. All right, so that makes sense. And now and you're they saying... don't need a search warrant for that, and that's the, that's the, that's the point. And that's what expired last night. So if right. the House USA Freedom Act passes, how would that change? That would change uh, very little, actually, even under the House bill, unfortunately. Uh, it would change very little. The, the metadata program would still exist. The only difference is, and it's a significant difference, is that right now under the uh, Patriot Act, uh, once the National Security Agency uh, collects that data, uh, it keeps the data uh, on file. Ah, uh, okay. And so this is a matter of who has it. Okay, right. so I and get it the now. House bill, the telecommunications companies would maintain control of the data after the FBI or whoever uses it, and that is an important difference, which is why I think I don't think the House bill goes far enough, but it's much better than the Senate bill. Got it. Okay. All right. So now that we have that clear, we can uh, rejoin Michael. And Michael, I want to know you, you talked about the Patriot Act, and I agree with you. You know, the Bush administration is responsible for starting it. I think President Obama. Let's face it. You know, I'm a big fan of him, but it did continue under his watch. And now, you know, I give him credit. Now that he's ordered these review boards, he is taking their recommendations under consideration and is supporting some reforms. Brad and I are discussing whether or not we think they go far enough. But Michael, regardless of, of politics. I want to know how you think our, you know, national security should be protected. How sh- how should we go about collecting this data on Americans? Because under this USA Freedom Act, which is the revised bill, even if you go with the one that has more reforms in it, which is the House bill, they still don't have to go and get a warrant to access this metadata from the phone companies. I want to know how you feel about that, Michael. Well, the thing is, is that still should still be going for a warrant and president obama was always up and up about protecting people's rights and saying you have to go get a warrant um he never ever abused uh, anything in the patriot act and the key difference excuse me key difference between bush and obama and i'm going with the historical points here is that it's so ironic that bush a republican um, and Cheney cracked this um, Patriot Act, and I already went down the list as to how they were using it, applying it, enforcing it, which really was not, had nothing to do with protecting the security of this nation, but it was more retaliatory against um, critics, uh, um, against them, and notice that they used the Patriot Act to um, justify attacking on Iraq, and starting the invasion in Iraq, but never ever going after bin Laden. It was 
uh, Bin Laden who attacked the U.S. under Bush. We had a terrorist attack under Bush and not Obama. And then when Bush finally let off, left office, not only did he fail to get Ob- um, Obama Bin Laden, but he also left our troops in Iraq and deserted them. Okay, Michael, you're Michael, wrong I... about one key thing. Go ahead, Brad. What you just said. Uh, uh, President Obama supports the Senate bill, uh, which has very few reforms in it. Mark mentioned earlier that President Obama uh, had an advisory committee to consider changes to the Patriot Act. Uh, when he actually introduced his proposal and sent it to Congress, it ignored pretty much all the proposals from his advisory committee. And, you know, this is a this is an issue where there are no clear partisan lines. I think in that's my, another good point to bring up, Brad. You were, this is one of the strange... I don't know about you. I mean, you you do this for a living. I have not seen an issue that mixes political lines like this in a very long time. I want to mention two relationships that you would not think would be together. First of all, you have the ACLU and the Tea Party who got together saying that the Patriot Act should sunset, okay? And now you have... President Obama and the House supporting the USA Freedom Act. Now, Brad just distinguished an important point, which is there's different versions of the bill. And I think that's what you hear Michael and, you know, mm-hmm. other people struggle with, that we support the president on many issues. But I think we also have to be intellectually honest and be, like Brad is, is doing and be able to say when we disagree with him. I mean, I disagree with him on the TPP, for instance. But getting beyond the politics, with him on stuff too. no, exactly. I, I, and getting getting that. beyond the politics but, of it, Michael. What I'm trying to get from you is, regardless of how we got here, and regardless of you know President Obama and President Bush's involvement in in yeah. the security, how do you that. think we should be doing this going forward? We we need to have reforms on the matter. No doubt about that. And the reforms in a way that have more respect for the Constitution and the civil rights, respect and compliance with the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, even the First Amendment. And the thing that gets me is that these Republicans who were so uppity up for the Patriot Act and uh, deprivation of the or they quote abolishing the First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, even tossing habeas corpus for that matter. They just want to trash the Constitution, in which um, Bush once referred to it as an expletive piece of paper. Yeah, nice going on that with Republicans. But I wonder where the devil was Rand Paul's passion when this came about, and not we only hear him attacking Obama. Mark my words, if. Bush was a Bush and Cheney were not placed in the White House through cruel, deceptive manners with a little help from his buddies in Florida, Brother Jeb, Secretary of State Catherine Harris, and five um, Supreme Court justices with the with the Reagan Bush Alliance. We wouldn't be having this mess. I disagree with you, Michael. The president, President Obama, has supported the Patriot Act, Section 215, and he wants it just the way it is now. He's opposed any reforms in that. And again, I agree with Mark that this is a politic. this is classic uh, uh, politics makes strange bedfellows. On one side, you have President Obama and John McCain fighting to keep 
maintain the status quo in the Patriot Act, uh, and you have Rand Paul uh, and bust every liberal Democrat in the Senate uh, fighting to get, either get rid of it or reform it. But the president, in my opinion, is clearly on the wrong side of this issue. He has basically to fought to maintain what Bush and Cheney created, and I'm with the president on 98% of the issues, but not this one. Brad, you think you bring up some good points? We'd like to know what our callers would think, like Michael, who joined us. If you want to join in, Michael, thank you for your call. If you want to join in, you can give us a ring and talk with Brad and myself and some of the other callers. The number is 888-653-7543. 888-6LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. We've got one segment left. We're going to get into the uh, soap opera that took place uh, on the Senate floor last night between Rand Paul and some of his other Republican uh, colleagues because we have to have a little fun with that. I think uh, now that we've uh, been, I think, intellectually honest and given the president his uh, his proper uh, criticism for this, uh, we're going to go ahead and be our good progressive selves and laugh at the Republicans. That'll come up right after this. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi, Leslie's executive producer, uh, filling in for Leslie. She had a family issue to take care of. She'll be back live tomorrow. And I'm joined by political strategist and good friend of the show, good friend of mine as well personally, Brad Bannon. Uh, Brad, thanks again for joining us. And I wanted to uh, just uh, read a couple uh, things that I found today particularly interesting from some different articles when I was browsing the web. Uh, CNN has this gem uh, from the uh, their article today uh, about the review boards that you just mentioned that the president had ordered. As it's This is uh, quoting uh, the article, which was by uh, Jeremy Diamond today. It says, as it stands, several official review boards, including a presidential review group and a government privacy oversight board, found that the bulk metadata collection program was not essential to thwarting a single terror plot. That really stood out like a sore thumb to me. And then uh, you also have uh, some political theater that we're going to get to in a moment. But uh, our caller, uh, Bill, who we're going to get to uh, in just a second from Boston, brings up a great point, uh, Brad, which I know you had talked about previously. Uh, and I won't steal your thunder, Bill. You wanted to talk about uh, a recent court ruling about the metadata program. Go ahead, Bill. Yes. I, you know, when something's illegal, it's illegal. And when the, the court's basically said that um, what was being done was illegal. And, you know, you don't keep it going, um, you know, to the end of the month. I mean, you're supposed to stop it if the courts basically put an injunction in there. Yeah, that's correct. It was the on May 7th, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals uh, said that the NSA's bulk warrantless collection of millions of Americans' phone records is illegal. So, Brad... Well, let me clarify something yeah, about go ahead, that Brad. ruling. Uh, you're right. The Second Circuit did make a ruling, uh, and they said explicitly in the uh, in the, uh, the, sta- in the statement they released with the ruling, uh, it, the, the decision is that the um, metadata program was a violation of the Fourth Amendment. But right. 
Another federal circuit court, I believe it was the Fifth Circuit, said exactly the opposite, and they said the order should stay in force. Now, the only way that issue, and right now, there is no existing court order uh, because the two circuit court orders negated each other, and the Supreme Court could have settled the difference between the two courts, but it declined to make the case, uh, to hear the case, which means the metadata program stays in force. So one federal judge says it is a violation of the Fourth Amendment, and another federal judge says it wasn't, which is why we still have the program. Now, Bill, if it was up to you, how would you like to see our security and privacy balanced going forward? Well, first of all, I want to make one point on the metadata, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The metadata, the way that is set up, that is set up so after something happens, you can go back and track people down. It's not something that you do up front. Uh, I disagree with that, Bill. Uh, That's not true. How would you use it up front then, sir? Because they randomly pick people, like I said before. They'll ask the phone companies, this is an example, give us the phone records of anybody who's talked to anybody in the Middle East in the last three years. And they've been doing cuts like that, and they've been doing that uh, before, uh, you know, on a routine basis, whether there's been any sort of terrorist attack or not. And that's so why Rand say, Paul would have say like from the bombing suspect in Boston that they would have used the metadata basically to go back and track down everyone they spoke to. Well, they didn't need to because they had videotape of the Boston Marathon bomber. To get a hold of all of their their partners, the people they may have, um, you know, gone with with a guy like that. Your answer is all the different friends they they use it after. I don't know if you heard uh, Brad, Bill. He said the short answer is you're both right. They use it both before and after. But getting on, because we only got a couple minutes left, Bill, just real briefly, like I was trying to ask you, how do you think things should be done going forward? How things how things should be going? Yeah, if you if it was up to you, how do you like to see our you know our basically the way we uh, track down terrorists and criminals? How would you like to see things done now I, that I, the Patriot Act is sunset? We can we can use a lot of these tools, but just go and get a warrant, like actually Rand Paul said. I mean, that's the basic thing. That's to keep it constitutional and keep it legal. I that, think I think all three of us agree on that. And uh, before we uh, get going today, i got to share some tidbits uh, from the Senate last night. This one is one of my favorites, and this comes courtesy of Victoria Jones at TRNS that we both know well, Brad. Uh, a visibly angry Mitch McConnell made a last gasp attempt to keep the provisions on two-week life support. McConnell gave a stern speech, sometimes staring at Paul directly, and said letting the provisions expired would, quote, mean disarming completely and arbitrarily based on a campaign of disinformation. This made me laugh. He was interrupted by Republican Senator Pat Roberts' ringtone from the movie Frozen (laughs) during his speech. In a closed-door meeting Sunday, Republicans lashed out at Rand Paul's defiant stance. Dan Coates, a Republican from Indiana, even accused Paul of lying about the matter in in order to raise money for his presidential campaign, according to three people who attended the meeting. The only problem was that Paul skipped the hour-long meeting, which infuriated his colleagues even more. John McCain said that Paul missed a number of meetings on the Patriot Act. Quote, I know what this is about. I think it's very clear this isn't to some degree a fundraising exercise, McCain said Sunday. He obviously has a higher priority for his fundraising and political ambitions than for the security of the nation. And on the Senate floor, Coates and McCain were speaking about the NSA's metadata program when Paul tried to ask a question. Coates said 
He hadn't yielded the floor. Coach then yielded to McCain. The sen- quote, McCain said, the senator from Kentucky needs to learn the rules of the Senate. Maybe the senator from Kentucky should know the rules of the Senate. And Rand Paul twice was shouted down when trying to speak about this. So uh, to end the day, Brad, I just want to thank you again for coming on. I don't think this story is going anywhere. No, it isn't. We'll see what happens, which version of the Freedom Act. And uh, just want to, again, thank you, Brad Bannon, so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone who called. Sorry we didn't get to everyone. Leslie will be back tomorrow. For now, this is Mark Grimaldi on behalf of Brad Bannon. Thank you for joining us today on The Leslie Marshall Show, and have a great rest of your day. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.